Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Storytelling Lab, where we break down how to get to the heart of your story and the hearts of your audience to leave the greatest impact possible. And now here's your host, a filmmaker and competitive storyteller, Rain Bennett. What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Storytelling Lab, where we break down the art and science of storytelling. This podcast is brought to you by Six Second Stories. I am your host, Rain Bennett, and today's episode is about the tools, the tools of storytelling. So I've been writing this column for chapelborough.com. It's a local publication in North Carolina. And I want to share it with my followers, my audience, my friends, my people. And I posted on Facebook. It has pretty good engagement. On Instagram, I really wanted to post it, but I didn't want to make the carousel post. And I didn't just want to take a picture of it and say, go check my link in bio because that that doesn't work. I don't I don't really think that works. Um, and then it just dawned on me. They're like, oh, I could tell this story or show this story through Instagram stories, which is what I use now. And I, I, uh, I actually love that method. So I'll go through and I'll just screenshot. Uh, I'll, I'll pull up the article on my phone and I would just go through and when it fills up the screen, I'll just screenshot it and I'll scroll down and, you know, basically replace it so that the bottom line of the previous one is now at the top. Uh, I try to cut it off so that it ends at a paragraph and doesn't just end in the middle of a sentence, but that's just a little OCD thing that I have. But anyway, anywhere from six to 12 screenshots and you've got my story. I always started off with a blank uh, black screen that just says hashtag story time. This time it's about X letting go of the ego, whatever. And then I end it with another black screen that says, you know, more every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Let me know if you have any questions or if you can relate and more every Wednesday at chapelboro.com. And that's it. But I get a lot of response from that. I get a lot of engagement, people writing really like sweet, poignant messages to me. And I think it's because it's an engaging tool to tell that story. Like it, you know, it has people in there. I don't want to say it builds up tension, but you know, it leads to the next one. And I think that that's a really good tool, Instagram stories, if you tell them right. If you're just having a personal page and you don't really 
care that much about it. I think you could still benefit from storytelling, but it's okay. You post a picture here and there, but if you can really carry them on a journey like that, I think that's uh, that's pretty effective. And so that, to me, was a, a, a solution to how am I going to like get that content to my Instagram audience in a way that they would like accept it and digest it and respond to it, and they did. Nowadays, we have a lot of different tools for storytelling, and, and it's... Uh, I don't know. It's an exciting time. I mean, it's a keyword buzzword right now. Everybody wants to be, everybody's a storyteller. People that aren't even storytellers will like, you know, they're like a fashion designer. Well, I consider myself a storyteller or they're an architect. I consider myself a storyteller. It's like, all right. But I will say that more than ever before, we've got the opportunity to tell stories. Like it's always there presented in front of us. Obviously when we meet somebody, we have the option to tell them vocally or, or orally, you know, we can tell them our story or whatever narrative we want to feed them. But in business or our professional life, we have a lot of avenues that we can tell these stories in. Right now, obviously, I'm partial to video. I'm a filmmaker. And right now we have a multitude, a myriad, countless options when it comes to telling story with video. I already mentioned Instagram. Instagram is a super popular one. That started off as a photo app and then video went from 15 seconds to 60. Now we have stories. Now we have IGTV. Long form and short form that we, we can tell on this. And it's strictly a visual medium unless you get wise like I did and think of a way to use your text and make images out of it so that they can still read your article, right? Using, using my noggin there. Um, so Instagram is obviously uh, a big one. Social media in general, you know, where do we start? Facebook, obviously. You got Facebook ads, you got Facebook watch, you got your own videos, long form, short form. Uh, now there's Facebook stories. Plenty of opportunity on Facebook to, to, to tell your stories. Snapchat, obviously, I think it's kind of taking a back burner now that Instagram is making such a push, but there's still a big audience there and still the stories feature where you can use video. Vertical video too. I'll just take a quick aside. Like vertical video is really changing stuff. It was funny because I've been around for a while. And so I remember the SD years of four by three. And then when it went, everything was 16 by nine, even when it wasn't HD footage, you could still shoot with your, like I had a, a Sony PD 170 and you could shoot. Um, it was S standard definition, but you could shoot 16 by nine and everything came to the widescreen and even more cinematic now, like super widescreen. But now at least in social media and marketing, it's a really strange thing happening. We're starting to see it flip and using a lot of vertical video when phones got popular and video on phones and people started using them for social media. I remember we were educating people all the time on like, hey, turn the phone sideways, turn it landscape. Uh, you know, that's not how video footage looks. Well, somebody might have the last laugh because it's starting to change and you're starting to see that when it's in the native format, vertical video does does a lot better. So now we're having to rethink about even how we compose our video. Anyway, just a quick aside. Stay tuned. Keep your eye on vertical video. That it's it's blowing up. Uh, YouTube classic. I mean, it's a great great place to put your content out. But now, I mean, there's so many avenues. Obviously, we know the big ones. If you're a filmmaker, you want to go after Netflix. Might not be the best place. It might not make sense for your film. I sold a film to Red Bull TV. It's out there for the world to see for free. Raise up, raise up the world is our gym. You can go to Red Bull TV and you can watch it right now. I'll be honest with you guys. A couple years before I sold it to Red Bull TV or licensed it to them, 
I had no idea that that existed. There's a lot of places to put your original content out there that you can license it like I did. You can put it out there for free. What we're really seeing now, which is super exciting, is we don't have to go through this this third party. We can put our own content out there. And this is something that's super exciting to me. One of my biggest clients right now, the Carcinoid Cancer Foundation, we're doing a series of short films, uh, 12 to 15 short films, and they're putting it out on their own channels. Yes, that's still YouTube, and yes, that's still Facebook, but it could be their website if they wanted to get traffic there. They just have a big audience uh, on their Facebook page, so that's where they're going to. But you're seeing a lot of companies now bring their audiences or potential future audiences to their pages to watch their content, and they'll they'll have a long series. Video is, there's a lot of different tools to use for video, but there's not a lot of barriers to entry because right here, and this is a six. Imagine if you had the 10 or whatever's coming out later this year. The 10 looks gorgeous. This, you can get a couple of uh, 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 lenses. You can get a little tripod. You're in business. You know, we all can make video, especially this doesn't do 4K, but the 10 does. I mean, that's that's not very much compared to what we used to have even when I started 10 or 15 years ago. Next up, audio. Audio only. Guys, we're doing a podcast right now. This has become one of the most popular forms of getting your content across and telling stories out there. And it's so funny because it used to be radio and then it was TV and then it was internet. And now we're kind of going back to radio in a way. Uh, I think it's just because people are busy and they like to absorb content sometimes when they're brushing their teeth or getting ready or working out at the gym or driving. I think we all know that one. And this is an opportunity to tell great stories. And now we're seeing not just like episodic or, you know, standalone episodes like the Storytelling Lab, but we're seeing serial, uh, serial series. That's kind of redundant. Um, <laughs> serial shows, we'll call them. Not to be redundant again, but one of the most popular ones, I don't know if it was the first one, but it got really popular, was Serial. Um and there's other ones like uh, Limetown. There's a whole bunch now that are serial shows that you just listen to from episode one that leads all the way into the last episode. Um, there's a lot of other options as well now, too, besides podcasts, which podcasts can go, I mean, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, all over the place. But we're also starting to see with uh, flash briefings, flash briefings on our, you know, AI assistant. Um, it's a good place where we can people are going to be hearing audio all throughout the day. So maybe there's a chance for you to give just a little blurb, a little quick story on your flash briefings. Audio is audio has always been a big part of it, right? Obviously, the music and the dialogue and voiceover and narration, sound effects, and all these things were part of our visual storytelling. But now, audio alone is serving the purpose of storytelling. And it's pretty exciting. I know everybody and their mama has a podcast right now, but again, everybody's got a video series too. Now we kind of have this on-demand lifestyle where, hey, if I want to listen to the Carcinoid Cancer Foundation's podcast or watch their videos, I can go to them. And I don't have to wait for somebody else to buy it, distribute it, and me to have to buy it from them. Like, it's direct-to-consumer, which I love. Text. Text is classic. Text is probably where it all started. Actually, text was second. Telling stories orally was first around the campfire, right? Homer style. Um, but text came next. 
and text is still around. I showed you guys already uh, in this episode a good way to use your text and implement that into a visual format like the Instagram stories. But the word, the written page is still highly consumed. Obviously, you have books. I just wrote my first book last year. I use NaNoWriMo, which is an acronym for National Novel Writing Month. It's in November. And it was 50,000 words in a month. And you go with the, everybody else in the rest of the world that's com- that's not competing, but partaking, participating. And it kind of gives you that healthy, healthy competition, lets you know where everyone else is and kind of promotes this healthy competition. It keeps you accountable. You have to get uh, 1,667 words a day for every day for the month of November. That's not easy, you know, but having something like that to keep you accountable to, a, you know, a goal post or a mile post every day to hit is really good. And I think that applies to writing anything, a page a day, three pages a day, anything that you can do to like click it along. But we've got articles, blogs, Twitter. Twitter for, you know, in the early days was known as as microblogging, right? 140 characters. I think now it's up to 280. That's a perfect place to work on it, especially when we talk about short form storytelling. If you can get something across, you see a lot of comedians love Twitter because it gives them 140 characters to get a joke across. That is the goal, right? To tell it as quickly as possible. Same thing. If I'm trying to tell a story, whether it's about a, a link that I'm posting or just just talking to my audience, that's a really good way to practice the art of short form storytelling. What else is there? You know what? There's awesome options now. There's an app called Hooked, just like it sounds, H-O-O-K-E-D, and it's stories. I don't know if they're all horror stories, but I think a lot of them are just because those are kind of fun, to, a lot of tension, but they're text stories. They're stories that are told through text messages, which I think is is really cool. Uh, flash fiction is a way, which is, I think, six to a thousand words, kind of think like Aesop's Fables type of thing, but a flash fiction is good. Um, tons of text options, long and short, plenty of text options for us to use. Every day, every day you have the opportunity. When you're making an Instagram post, your caption is an opportunity. When you're commenting on something else, you know, when you're making a Facebook post, you know, that's the chance for you to tell a story. We already said Twitter. Social media gives us all these opportunities to tell a written story. And then now something that's gotten super popular in the past 10 years is motion graphics, animation. Okay. Graphics always was like, an addition, like something to help out, like uh, the chroma keyed CG on news programs, right? When it's like, you know, crazy man walking around Durham today, and then there's like a picture of me in the in the top right, uh, or you know, it has the anchors' names on it, like lower thirds. Like these are your classic, like historic graphics that are used. But now you're starting to see graphics being used to tell whole stories. Yes, obviously animation has been around forever, but I'll give you an example. Um, and this is text images, but done in a, in a, in a graphic way. Uh, I was doing Instagram ads for the documentary raise up that I sold to Red Bull. And you see this, everybody knows this, this is very popular right now. You see the ad that is just text and maybe there's some music, but the music is, is irrelevant. Just some graphics and text and images. Okay. Just photos, maybe a little bit of video, but, uh, they're really good because, Nowadays, a lot of people are seeing things on their mobile devices or on their desk, their laptops or desktop, and they're not listening to them because the music's off. Maybe they're at work. A lot of content is being uh, digested without audio. So I totally bit this off of, you know, seeing in movie trailers and BuzzFeed videos like this. But uh, I just had pictures 
and in text one you know one or two lines per page you don't want to give them too much and told the story of several of uh, the athletes in our movie their transition story their story from not rags to riches but like a lot of people in this culture were in gangs or partaking in criminal activity or on drugs or something like that and this fitness movement since it was free it gave them an outlet and gave them an opportunity to make change in their lives and so all of these characters have beautiful stories of of transformation and we told it was 10 slides a picture of them and text and a picture of them and text and we had the text move so it was kind of visual and that was just a great way to use graphics to tell a story and it was really impactful those did really well for us But with graphics, you simply can just think about it as like animation. Like, all I need to do is see an image, right, to know what's going on. Like, we can see a picture of the little boy walking to school, right? And then we can see the boy in school looking up at a bigger boy, and he's kind of, his head's down, the bigger boy's, like, fussing at him or holding his hand out for change. Then we can see a picture of the boy giving him change. Maybe the big boy, the bully here, you know, kicks him when he's walking away, whatever. You can tell a whole story with just simple images. One of the best examples right now are GIFs or GIFs, 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 I don't know. You know what? It's highly debated. I have always said GIFs because my graphic arts and nerdy friends told me that. But then like last year, I got in a, uh, not an argument, a discussion with my girlfriend because she said that the founder uh, or the creator rather said that they were GIFs, like the peanut butter. So I don't know. Anyway, everybody is using these these days. Um, now it's become an easy way to comment in something uh, on, on social media. That's a perfect way to get a story across. How you're feeling. Simply. And just a little looped video. Right? Memes. Memes are a super popular way right now. Again, you have an image and a text. You make a little, you make a little graphic. You get the story across. Something we use at Six Second Stories, if you go to our Instagram, you see that most of our posts are a graphic, and they're they're quickly, quickly telling a little story, something, a tool that you should use, or a little inspirational tidbit. They're quickly getting a message across just with a graphic, right? Slide decks. Slide decks or slideshows are super popular. Obviously, we've used them in conferences and meetings. But also like big conferences, we use PowerPoints or a keynote presentation. But now you're starting to see slides used all over the place, on the internet, right? Slideshows being used. And that is the same thing. You're taking them on this journey through these graphics, through these images, okay? Yes, you have a little bit of text, but the graphics can do the work for you. So this is now a new tool that's added, and we're using them in in several, several different ways. So... There's so many tools out there. A lot of them overlap and you use them to help, you know, enrich the story or tell it better. But the good news is like there's no barrier to entry these days. YouTube is your friend, Google is your friend. Anything that you want to use or try to use or that you've seen before that's been inspiring, you can figure out how to do it. I'm no expert in using every tool. I just know how to tell good stories. And so when I see an opportunity, I try to find a creative way to use it to tell a story. That's all I'm asking you guys to do. And I think that we all have that inside of us, right? Yes, there's plenty of tools for us to use. Yes, we need to learn how to use them. But first and foremost, we need to learn how to tell the story, right? A lot of us think we can't. Oh, I'm not a storyteller. Oh, there's too many tools out there. Yes, you are. We all are. We're all creative. One of the best things I ever heard 
And I'm borrowing this from Noah Scalin. He's an artist, and I heard him speak at a nonprofit uh, communicator conference. And he said, everybody always says, I don't have a creative bone in my body. And we all know that's BS because creativity is a muscle, not a bone. So you just have to train it like any other muscle, and then it will grow. So look at the tools that are out there, train your muscle, and let's tell these stories. My name is Rain Bennett. Thanks for listening, and join us next time on The Storytelling Lab. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 